I can't We're episode 12. Wait. Wow, 12. 12. I didn't realize. Can you believe? No. Can Welcome believe? to episode 12. Welcome. Of Girls, Girls Gone Spooky. <laughs> that's Olivia. And that's Amy. <laughs> Ding. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. Hello. Yes, hello. It's me again. Oh, it's me again. <laughs> so um, I'm in such a weird mood because I've been binge watching what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just uh, the best show it's ever. So freaking funny. Well, it's isn't it the same makers of um, Flight of the Concords? Yeah, yeah, I think God, so. It's so freaking funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah like I I like laugh aloud I was just gonna say (laughs) I was just gonna say that same thing that's one of the few shows where you laugh out loud at least once every episode yes because they catch you really off guard Uh (laughs) it's really unexpected the writing Uh is really good yeah it's amazing Um, amazing uh, anyway (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that will make see yeah, you'll be extra funny this episode. I'll be so, so <laughs> funny. I feel like I'm just like half brain dead, but yep. Well, Super funny. We're channeling funny. Let's yeah. go. Let's let's mm-hmm. go. Um, okay, I am going to introduce what I'm talking to. It is, well, it's Chinese ghosts, but it's something mm. specific called hungry ghosts. Ooh. And I have some background on it, a little bit about like this festival that like the Chinese diaspora all celebrate or what's the word for a holiday that you don't celebrate? Observe. Observe. Yeah. Observe. <laughs> there we um, go. Took me a minute. Um, <laughs> what to do, what not to do. And then some very <laughs> creepy stories oh, to go God. along okay. with it. So um, before we get into it, are you doing part two on Japanese entities? Yes. And bless yeah. up. I have okay, kind of, I have quite a bit. So yeah, you okay. go first Yay. and then we'll do our okay. follow-up. Woohoo! Okay, so hungry ghosts. So hungry ghosts are a Chinese concept that differ from ghosts in Chinese tradition as it doesn't relate to Buddhism. Traditional belief is that people become ghosts when they die. Um, It was originally thought that ghosts did not have eternal life, but would slowly weaken and eventually die a second time. Hungry ghosts in traditional thought would only be an issue in exceptional cases, such as a whole family was killed or a whole family no longer appreciated their ancestors. With the rise of popularity in Buddhism, the idea that souls would live in space until reincarnation became popular <clears throat> was sort of the, the widely accepted belief. In the Taoist tradition, it is believed hungry ghosts can arise from people whose deaths have been violent or unhappy. Both Buddhism and Taoism share the idea that hungry ghosts can emerge from neglect or desertion of ancestors. According to, and I'm so sorry if I butcher this, the Hua Yan sutra evil deeds will cause a soul to be born in different realms so before i get into this more the the whole idea you know the basis of buddhism i think is relatively you know known is Mm -hmm. around reincarnation and so the idea here is that you actually can be reincarnated 
as a hungry ghost. So it's not that necessarily you die and become a spirit. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I think most Westerners kind of believe in that concept or really, I think Christians, I think it stems from Christianity, but um, this is like a whole different kind of thing. Um, It's still like the, this is the piece of Buddhism that I don't fully understand is that like everything isn't real or nothing is real was a weird double negative. So, and nothing has a soul. So it's mm-hmm. like everything has a soul, but nothing has a soul. And I'm not exactly sure how that works. Cause essentially you're a, uh, some entity traveling through space and time repeatedly. And so right. you can be reincarnated and you could have that consciousness of your reincarnation. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you don't have a soul, I don't know what that, that core being is. Right. So if anyone wants to let me know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Um, but going back into, into kind of the, the theory here. So there are six possible realms of existence for souls. The highest degree of evil deeds will cause a soul to be born into a realm as a denizen of hell. The lower (laughs) degree will cause a soul to be born into a realm. um, Oh, sorry. will cause. Okay. Let me. Start again. <laughs> the, the lower degree would of an evil deed would cause a soul to be born as an animal, and the lowest degree would cause a soul to be born as a hungry ghost. So okay. highest being like not most evil, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so evil deeds that lead to becoming a hungry ghost would be things like killing, stealing, sexual misconduct. So like mm-hmm. very bad bad things (laughs) yeah and it seems to like kind of crimes against like humanity or like Mm -hmm. your ancestral lineage and things like that so things Mm -hmm. that are like really sacred within chinese culture and also buddhist tradition that like you can't just like stop doing those things it's equivalent to killing it's almost like right it's on the same plane Mm -hmm. um desire greed anger and ignorance are all factors in causing a soul to be born reborn as a hungry ghost as well because there are motives for people to perform evil deeds so there's really kind of a large spread of like (laughs) don't do bad shit i mean i'm ignorant about stuff so (laughs) hopefully i don't become a hungry ghost but i think it's like if those things actually push you to do bad things Mm -hmm. that's okay gotcha um Okay, so there's something called the annual Hungry Ghost Festival, which is celebrated in China, including Hong Kong and Taiwan, Malaysia, Singapore, and elsewhere in the Chinese diaspora. And it's dedicated to performing rituals, 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 (laughs) rituals, (laughs) performing rituals to honor and remember Wemembo, the spirits (laughs) of the dead. On this day, ghosts and other supernatural creatures come out from the underworld and move among the living. So this is actually really mm-hmm. similar to the con- the concept of Samhain or mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. Families prepare food and other offerings and place, the- place them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> really just. <laughs> okay. Here we go, team. Okay. <laughs> Place them on a shrine dedicated to deceased relatives. Incense and paper money are burned and other rituals are performed in hopes, hopes that the spirit spirits of the dead will protect and bring good luck to the family. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. It's the 
the ghost month is also what it's referred to. So there's like a, it's a period of time. It's not just like one moment of one day, a festival. Mm -hmm. It's like a a whole period of time. So it's on the first day of the seventh lunar month, the gates of hell fling open and its denizens are free to write. (laughs) It's denizens (laughs) are free to roam the earth for an entire cycle of the moon. So it's the whole month. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the seven mo- seventh month of the lunar calendar is. I don't even know when that mm-hmm. falls. So I can look I it up. Um, but it's, yeah, so also known as ghost ghost month. Um, and the festival culminates in the Hungry Ghost Festival, which is celebrated on the 15th day of the seventh lunar month. I think it's September or sometime okay. between August and September. So it's like mm-hmm. late summer, early fall. Okay. Lots of do's and don'ts. So we'll read them off. Uh Um, What to do. So burn paper, which represents money and other earthly objects, such as cars, mobile phones, clothes, and houses for their ancestors to use in the afterlife. Burn incense to purify the air. Offer foods such as fruit, pastries, and other favorites particular to the relative. Um, so, for example, one one woman, Cheryl Lulian Tan, gives her late grandmother a famous pineapple tart maker, the largest pineapple she can find, which I thought was just so cute. Uh, yeah. Um, prepare elaborate meals, often vegetarian, to honor the Buddhist tradition with empty seats reserved for the deceased at the table. Mm. Light candles and lanterns to help the spirits find their way back home. That reminded me a little bit of Coco, which yeah. is like, <laughs> a very cute Pixar movie if you haven't I seen it. I love that movie. So cute. Okay, what not to do? Okay. <laughs> do not disturb offerings left out for otherworldly roamers. Which like good tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solid. <laughs> Don't hang clothes outside to dry. Um, as a sartorial inclined spirit might try them on for size, leaving behind its negative energy. Mm-hmm. Avoid swimming since a drowned mm-hmm. entity might pull you under. Oh. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the woods at night. No shit. Yep. Uh-huh. Which is a hotbed of paranormal activity during ghost month. Do not take pictures uh, at night. Don't take photos huh. because you Ooh. can actually catch a wraith. Well, A mistake. And I think it like will come home with you kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Lock up at night since an open door is an open invitation for a poltergeist to come in. Mm. Do not get married. A big wedding (laughs) banquet is just asking for ghost guests. And avoid talking about ghosts, friendly, unfriendly, during this special month as it it might offend their sensitive souls and Mm. they might seek vengeance. I see. So some do's and don'ts. So Mm -hmm. watch out. So I think I have five different stories for you guys. They're not very long. Um, And it's interesting too, because they, they come from um, mainly from Malaysia, let's see, Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, So you can definitely see like, it's not just based in China. Um, It's the entire diaspora. So this is from, um, R. Rajendra, um, who lives in Malaysia. During the Hungry Ghost Month, Chinese aunties place offerings at the slip road near my condo to appease wandering spirits. The offerings include some form of food like chicken, biscuits, steamed buns, and fruits. The stray dogs that roam nearby are the beneficiary of the offerings and will hover around till prayer is over. One evening, as I was returning home, I saw the ladies walking away from the spot, having just finished their prayers. 
the stray dogs started moving in for the food laid out by the road. Just when all four dogs reached about 10 feet from the food, they froze in their tracks. They were ravenous that probably and probably hadn't eaten the entire day since they were stray. Instead, they stood transfixed, staring at the food, but not daring to move any closer. Then for no reason, they all started barking while fleeing the scene, frequently turning back to eye the food. It wasn't the normal barks of hungry dogs, but something kind of dark and scary, like they saw something and had to run away. The security guard at my condo saw me watching the dogs and instructed me to quickly get into the condo compound. There's something feasting on it, sir. He announced grimly, motioning Mm -hmm. me to leave the area. Oof, that's creepy. So one of those hungry ghosts was being fed and he did Mm -hmm. not want to share. Oof, Um, (laughs) scary. I was like, ooh, dogs just really know what's up. Yeah, Um, And it's interesting too that like, they're saying they see this all the time and the dogs eat the food. So hmm. clearly it's not all, they're not always the hungry ghosts don't right. always come, but sometimes. Ooh, just in um, yeah. Yeah. This one's called the locked door. And uh, this one's from Losan Tu, who also lives in Malaysia. My husband and I discovered a bone fragment that looked like a human finger in the eaves of our business premise one day. We didn't think much of it and promptly got rid of it. But that year, during the ghost months, things started to get very spooky in our house. I noticed the temperature in the primary bedroom became increasingly hot, even with the air conditioning on full blast. We repaired it, but to no avail. We decided to just buy a new two-horsepower unit, and still we were sweating profusely at night. No amount of adjusting the thermostat helped. Now there are two doors to our bedroom, the main door and a second one that leads out through the walk-in closet. Each night before retiring to bed, I like to sit in contemplation and pray quietly. Having done my prayers that night, I decided to get a drink first and then and headed to the main door. But for some strange reason, I couldn't open it. The doorknob was jammed and couldn't be turned at all. I tried a few times, much to my husband's exasperation, as he observed me struggling with it. He too tried and failed. It was firmly locked. I decided to exit through the second door and re-entered the same way later. Strangely, it never occurred to us to check from the outside why the main door was locked. That would have been the logical course of action, but I didn't. Like something was blocking me from doing the expected or thinking to do it. That night, sleep was very restless. And again, in the morning, we used the second door to exit and never bothered to check the jammed door. It was like they just had like a weird like blinder up to it. Yeah. A friend visited me that afternoon and went to my room to collect something. Suddenly, she let out a scream from the room. She had opened the bedroom door from the outside like normal and was staring at the side of the door that faces inwards. When I got there, I saw huge scratches on the door frame that looked like a creature with razor-sharp claws had ripped wooden shards off the door near the doorknob. I stood transfixed, staring at the door. Surely I would have seen this earlier when I woke up. Something was trying to get out of your room, she stammered. She quickly called another friend who is a seer. This friend later explained that something had followed us back and had taken up residence in our bedroom. It was linked to the piece of bone we saw in the office. So it was something that came with them from their business to their home. Mm -hmm. Later, my husband told me that he had seen a wispy ass... Wispy. Really, like, God, <laughs> wispy apparition. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say wispy aspiration, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Wispy apparition with a long beak-like face, 
with tiny little fangs in the bathroom. Mm. He didn't tell me because he didn't want to scare me. Apparently, my nightly prayers had started getting too strong for the spirit to handle and it needed to exit fast. But the jammed door prevented it from escaping, forcing it to literally claw its way out. Wow. That night, we finally ex- we finally slept well with the air conditioning unit performing just as expected. Whoa. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So <sighs> something else, a couple of f- other themes I wanted to bring up from this one. One is that seers are quite common in these um, – I think just in Chinese culture generally, um, I don't know about in the Buddhist or like Taoist traditions, but Mm -hmm. that was one thing. Um, And the other is that, that image of like, like long, usually in white, like long Mm -hmm. black hair, very kind of gaunt and like just grudgy looking. Um, Yeah. Not, not a good vibe. Um, That's (laughs) typically what they look like. Okay. Scary. Um, Yeah. This one's called The Burnt Body. This is from Jess D'Souza, also from Malaysia. They say when you're pregnant, negative energies find you irresistible. Yikes. That's terrible. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which kind of makes sense though, right? Because it's like the source of life, right? Yeah. That makes sense. They want to attack. They're going to corrupt something. Yeah. It seems like the time to corrupt it. Hmm. Um, Okay. Sorry. I digress. (laughs) They say when you're pregnant, negative energies find you irresistible. This explains why Asians have so many pantang or taboos to be observed by pregnant women, which I didn't even know. I didn't either. Um, Yeah. A few years back, my pregnant friend was craving for murtabak. I don't know what that is, but we can look it up. We promptly packed into her car and drove to a famous mamak restaurant. All four of us sat down, ordered the food, and yapped away over the din of the busy restaurant. Suddenly, the friend sitting opposite the pregnant mother started sniffing the air and asked, do you smell something burning? We too could smell it. Aya, the mamak burned the pertabak. We burst out in unison. But that friend wasn't convinced and continued sniffing the air. So thinking like, the chef just burnt the food. Looking for the source of the acrid smell. So it's not like, it doesn't smell good. Fire, Um, yeah. Yeah. Her gaze followed an invisible trail that started from the entrance of the restaurant and stopped beside our pregnant friend who was just about to dig into her food. Don't eat that, she growled heavily, leaving us totally bewildered. Get up. We're leaving right now. We had never seen her behave like that before, and we were too scared to question her. There was something really weird happening, and we just had to leave the restaurant pronto. Plus, we had a pregnant mother with us, and we didn't want to endanger her in any way, of course. We paid and scrambled out of the restaurant, got into our car, and drove some 10 kilometers away before mustering the courage to ask our friend why the hurry in leaving the restaurant. This friend who has the ability to see supernatural things explained what had happened in the restaurant, leaving us pale in the wake. Hungry ghost month, guys, she reminded us. She saw a badly burnt corpse standing beside my pregnant friend. It was either a person who had died in a fire or a corpse that had not been properly cremated. It had its gaze fixed on our friend's belly, hoping to reincarnate through the baby she was carrying. Oh, no. Yeah. We never went back to that restaurant again. Wow. Thank God for that friend. I know, seriously. That's that's another thing too that I was reading that there are lots of like, if the like burial practices aren't properly um, performed, that that's another thing is you can like basically, and I think this was one in the the Japanese culture too, Mm -hmm. that you can basically like create a ghost out of your loved one if you don't do it right. Uh So that's another one. 
scary <laughs> for the right, family. Like, right. Um, okay. This one is from Lani Sugi Jono, um, who lives in Indonesia. Um, and it is called Spirit Stampede. The firstborn female in my family can see beings from the spirit world. My mother and I are both firstborn. The local Chinese community community in Surabaya. I am so sorry, everyone, for my inability <laughs> to speak tonight. <laughs> okay. The local Chinese community in Surabaya hold their annual Sembayang Rebutan during the seventh lunar month to pray for and feed the spirits released from the underworld that lack family members to perform ancestor worship. As the name implies, spirits make a dash or reboot for the food on the table the moment prayers are concluded and they're invited to feast. That year, as precocious four-year-olds, my cousins and I were let loose in the temple compound while family members sat at the altar. We kids decided to play hide-and-seek. One cousin thought the best place to hide would be under the table heaving with food, offerings, hell notes, and incense. I don't know what a hell note is, yeah. but... I would like to know. Sounds like a band name. Yeah. (laughs) The Hell Notes. (laughs) Thanks for coming out tonight. We're the Hell Notes. (laughs) We'll be here all week. I love it. Wow. Mm -hmm. If we ever start a band, that's it. Yep. (laughs) Um, And incense. We ducked under the table and were supremely pleased with our ingenuity. From under the table, we heard the prayers, bells chiming, chanting, and soon enough, it ended. There was a palpable hush and we both grinned that we had been under the table for so long without being found. I heard rustling and suddenly from under the table, I saw hundreds of legs partially covered by the tablecloth converging to the table. There was a huge commotion above us. Things were falling, clanging, breaking, spilling. The table swayed like it was being pulled left and right. This went on for a few minutes. I assumed the grown-ups were just arguing on how to set the table. After some time, we got tired of waiting and emerged to see no one near the table. The -hmm. temple goers were all at a respectful distance away. Later, mom asked me where I had disappeared to during the prayers. She practically turned white when I told her I was under the offerings table. When I asked why there were so many legs near the table and about the din they produced above us, her pupils dilated even further. She made me promise to never pull that trick again. Later, she explained that I had a sampling of my special ability. As a child, I simply surmised that the invited guests had finally arrived and were tucking in. Nothing strange about that, I thought. But as I grew up, the gravity of what I had seen that fateful day sunk in. I had witnessed firsthand the stampede for food by the hundreds of spirits that had turned up for their annual feast. It wasn't merely a ritual, but a real event where the dead cross over to the world of the living. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty cool, but also very scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that would just get scarier as you get older. Yeah. To realize what that really was. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Last one. (laughs) This is from Janice Young, uh, who lives in Malaysia. When I was 10 years old, oh, and it's called The Murdered Girl. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. Um, when I was 10 years old, my parents took me, my sister, and our maid, Kak Melan, to a highland resort near KL, which I don't know where that is, during the seventh lunar month. I'm guessing that's a place in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. We checked into an apartment block near the resort. <laughs> Kids couldn't visit. Like, why does this happen? I don't know why this happens to me sometimes. I'm usually pretty... Okay. Anyway, did you have meetings today, or did you just kind of sit and work all day? Because I feel like when I maybe it's that talk all day, then I just can't (laughs) do it later. Yeah. No, you're. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Okay. 
We checked into an apartment block near the resort. Kids couldn't visit the gambling den nearby, so we had to stay put in the apartment while our parents left for the casino. We felt a chill the moment we stepped into the unit, but since we were high up in the mountains, we didn't think it odd. Cock Lan settled us in and remarked this the maid, mm-hmm. remarked how cold it was. She decided to switch off the ceiling fan. As she walked to the control panel, she thought she glimpsed a shadowy silhouette behind the curtains, but she wasn't easily spooked and simply drew the curtains to reveal the beautiful mountains, valleys, and gathering fog. This place sounds beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. The chill continued in the room as we unpacked our toys and played with them under the watchful eyes of Cock Lan. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door. Kakmelan got up and went to the door with me trailing behind her, thinking that mom and dad had returned. My little sister was busy with her toys still. But when she opened the door and peered out, there was no one there or down the corridor. We both looked at each other, puzzled. Kakmelan shut the door, and the moment both of us turned around, we swore we saw a shape that looked like a young lady in a white dress with long hair floating past my sister in a flash and disappearing through the window. Petrified, Kakmelan grabbed my sister and practically locked us in one of the bedrooms. My sister dozed off, but both of us were way too scared to sleep. Around midnight, my parents returned, and around 3 a.m., we heard the knocking again. We heard my mom emerge from her room and walk to the main door to check who was knocking at that ungodly hour. After a few seconds, we heard the door close with a loud bang and my mom grumbling. She even poked her head into our room to see if we were playing pranks on her. She proceeded to walk around the unit, presumably checking where the knocking was coming from. The next morning, my mom asked us point blank if we were up to our tricks again, disturbing her sleep. As we were checking out the apartment, out of the apartment, Kakmelan wandered off to chat with one of the housekeepers there. I saw the blood drain out of her face as she digested the story being told to her. She quickly returned and hurried us out of the lobby, eager, eager to get the whole family out of the place. My mom was annoyed and demanded demanded to know why she was behaving so strangely. That's when she told us what the housekeeper had told her. A young woman had been brutally murdered in the exact room we had stayed in. Her boyfriend, in a fit of anger after suffering massive losses at gambling, strangled her and tossed her out of the window into the valley below. Mm-hmm. Ever since, that dead girl has frequently appeared in the to guests in that room during the seventh lunar month as she appears more, even more frequently and sometimes even in broad daylight. Visions of the girl with long black hair and pale skin wearing a flowing white dress filled my head and I dug deeper into Kakmelon's side in fear as my dad drove as fast as he could away from the apartment block. Wow. Oh. And that is Hungry Ghosts. Wow. Very cool. I had never heard that term before. Hungry Ghost. Hungry Ghosts. Yeah, I wanted to keep keep on the the Eastern theme, Eastern entities. Yeah. Um, and I was looking through a bunch, but the thing too is like, I think in, in future episodes, I want to start doing like, cause I think we've, we've covered so much ground, but I want to start getting more like specific. So like mm-hmm. ghost stories on hikes and ghost stories, mm-hmm. camping and ghost stories, from haunted places like known haunted places or whatever because yeah. i think starting to look through like i was just kind of going by country basically like i was mm-hmm. looking at egyptian lore a lot of it yeah. ends up being kind of like mythology which is yeah. cool but it's historical mm-hmm. and not a lot of people have had encounters like i think the gin right. is kind of like where that line ends of like mm-hmm. people have experiences with gins yeah um so anyway yeah just that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. So okay. over to you. 
Okay. Yeah. So if you remember last week, I talked about some Japanese entities. And just like you were just saying, I think most of these are pretty ancient. Um, so yeah, the main follow-up I wanted to do was actually to see if there were any stories of people who have had real life encounters with these, but it was came up empty. So fruitless search, um, partly because I think I said this last week, I think there are a few video games <laughs> where these spirits and demons are characters. So That's like, right. when I went on Reddit and other places just Googling like real life <laughs> blank, whatever, it would mm -hmm. always come up with video games rather than what I was actually looking for. So anyway, the closest I did get to somebody mentioning a real life encounter was with the Yuki Ona, who, if you remember, was the snow woman who would yep. suck souls out, kind of like a Dementor, but she only appears <laughs> in the snow. Yes. Um, and that was from, her website is called Occult World, and her name is Teresa Bain. And what she wrote was just that the survivors of encounters with any of these demons or spirits whatever they are um are very few and far between because yeah usually people who see these spirits will die <laughs> which mm -hmm. that brings up something interesting like how do we know what these stories are if everyone dies yeah um but specifically to this yuki ona um she does occasionally let people go, but the mm -hmm. only way to do that is if the person can give a reason that she should spare them that's so compelling that even her icy, cold heart is moved by their reason. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And yeah, usually that also involves making promises that they won't tell their story, but mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. So... Could be because people don't survive these encounters. Could also be that yeah. these are ancient entities that, I don't know, kind of mythology at this point. Yeah, but, but also maybe like compel you not to share. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If something scares <laughs> if I encountered her out of you, yeah, I'd be like, nope, yeah. it's between us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it between us back. Yeah. You and me, sis, our dirty little secret. Yeah. <laughs> Pinky promise. Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Extend a pinky to the I snow queen. Pinky promise. I pinky promise yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's still, there are so many interesting stories from Japan. Mm -hmm. um, I last week didn't really talk. I focus more on the ghosts and the spirit side, mm -hmm. but there are also many demons that I just really quickly mm -hmm. wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, they are called the Oni, mm -hmm. and Oni are male demons, and okay. Kijo are females. Okay. And Oni are, according to this website that I used, which was yokai.com, um, they are like the greatest 
icons of Japanese folklore. Mm. And I found this really interesting that Oni, the demons, are actually born or created when, quote, truly wicked humans die and end up in a Buddhist hell, one of the many Buddhist hells, mm. which is interesting. <laughs> and that is interesting. Occasionally, when there is a extremely evil, wicked person and his soul is beyond redemption, he can transform into an oni while still alive. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, and once these people become oni or kijo, if it's a female, mm -hmm. um, they become ogreish, quote unquote, um, okay. hellish, ugly like yellow eyes, red skin. They just become deformed, basically. Yeah. Makes um, me think of like possession. Yeah, exactly. And they can remain on earth to terrorize people. Um, Sick. Yeah. <laughs> very scary. And actually, I think I mentioned it last week. Um, They're called the Ako Manto, the one in the mm -hmm. bathroom. Do you remember that? Yes. Where, yeah. yeah, it's like choosing a color. Yeah, then, red or yeah. blue, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. You either then have your skin ripped off or you get suffocated. <laughs> so It's not it's, funny, but it's like a little funny yeah. it's so dramatic. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't laugh, you might cry because that's like Seriously, so, it's terrifying. It's just a lose-lose situation. Yeah, next time I'm at like a rest stop trying to pee, oh, I'm going to be like yeah. shaking in my boots. <laughs> Uh, and those things come into your head at the worst times. The worst times. The worst <laughs> times. It's like Go when ahead. you're walking, like when you turn off the lights downstairs and you start walking upstairs and you're uh -huh. ah, 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 <laughs> you gotta run. To <laughs> <up>. <laughs> There's something behind me. Yeah. Uh, why is that that we do that? I don't like, know. It's so torturing. annoying. Mm -hmm. I know. It's so <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. I'm just going to mention a few um major oni um let me get to the first one he is called the shuten doji okay um he is apparently 50 feet tall with red skin and horns and he also has 15 eyes oh yeah. Why is that the worst detail of all? <laughs> I know. He can see you from every yes. angle. Yeah. Ah, ew, <laughs> dude. Yeah. No. It's disturbing. 50 feet tall? Yeah. Like, where does he live? Um, Hell? <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that. Let me see. I yeah. don't think so, but he must live in hell. Oh, wait. He has a lair. That's all it says. Okay, great. I'll just avoid all layers. Um, or like a cave. Yeah, yeah. mountain cave. I mean, which I'm probably going to avoid anyway. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> um, however, this one is okay because he's actually supposedly gone now. Um, oh. Because there were some warriors in the medieval times who infiltrated this lair. Um, and they had a banquet together. The Oni that was in there was serving them human flesh and blood. <laughs> but as an offering, 
they brought with them sake that was Mm -hmm. drugged and he drank it and drank it and passed out and they cut off his head and oh well done (laughs) amazing wow yeah what a what a comeback story (laughs) exactly (laughs) tricks does yep okay then this other one is i don't even know if i should try to pronounce this (laughs) give it a go uji no hashihime woman at uji bridge okay so this is another case of a woman scorned (laughs) by a husband um yeah so she actually prayed to become an oni she wanted to become an oni in order to be able to kill her husband and the woman he fell in love with and all of their relatives so she was damn bloodthirsty (laughs) wide scope oh yeah she is not messing around like girl go to therapy (laughs) right (laughs) instead of going to therapy she prayed and bathed in the river for 21 days (laughs) to just become an oni she divided her hair into five horns and painted her body red and then when she became an oni she ended up killing everyone that she wanted to and congrats i guess right (laughs) she achieved her goal but she's still hanging mission accomplished (laughs) and Um, yeah i guess that's the punishment right right you just stick around and apparently anyone who sees her instantly dies of fear so So she's like a combination of like la llorona and like medusa right (laughs) that's what i'm hearing yeah she's scary 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 I wonder what she looks like. Um, Red with five horns. Let me see. Oh, yeah. They do have a picture. We can post it. Oh, yeah. In this article. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Um, And then last one. This is another demon at a bridge. But this bridge is Mm -hmm. called Agi Bridge rather than Uji Mm -hmm. Bridge. (laughs) Okay. Um, So this bridge there was a man who boasted to his friends that he could cross the bridge even though he knew that a demon was supposed to be living under that bridge like a troll mm. <laughs> um <laughs> and me. this only hot twist i'm right. the troll <laughs> <laughs> you are the troll i am the troll <laughs> And pay the, so, pay the toll. Pay the toll. What's the toll to cross your bridge? That's not safe for work. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. 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 Inappropriate. Uh, probably like some Twizzlers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe some candy corn. Oh yeah. I said what I said. Uh huh. I heard it. Don't yuck. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. To each troll their own, <laughs> their own confectionery uh-huh. delicacies. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm so sorry. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so this oni that was under this bridge, excuse mm-hmm. me, was known to be a shapeshifter. So mm-hmm. 
she, I guess, um, appeared to this man as he was crossing <clears throat> as a young woman, typical. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as this man looked at her, she transformed back into her demonic form, which is as a nine-foot green-skinned monster. Oh. And she started chasing him, but never caught him. But how's that possible? She's her strides gotta be long. long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. But she doesn't give up because later she shapeshifted again to look like the man's brother and knocked on his door so that he would let oh. her in. And once she got in there, he she bit his head off, <laughs> held it up, and danced with it before his family. Which Yo, that's ice cold. <laughs> that is yeah. ice cold. She's not messing around. She... So she just does it for shits and giggles, or like mm-hmm. it sounds like she doesn't really have a an mo. She's just kind okay. Of... It's just her favorite pastime. Yeah, although I guess he tried to cross her bridge, so maybe it's like she's very territorial or something. Territorial, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. people shouldn't try. Yeah, damn girl. Yeah. So those are a few Oni, but then I do have a story this week from a fan who just happens to be my mom. The biggest I fan. love it. I love it. Yeah, and she so this is not directly related, however, there's slight tie in that so my mom was a Peace Corps volunteer. In the late 70s, early 80s in the Philippines. And this, just for some context, so the Philippines, which I actually had no idea, they were attacked by Japan on the same Mm. day that Hawaii was attacked at Pearl Harbor on December 8th, 1945, so in World War II. And The reason that's relevant is that when my mom went for training for the Peace Corps, they were in a facility that's now the Philippine Rural Reconstruction Movement. But it, um, before that, it was built to be a prison camp um, during the war. Yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of death and sadness and yeah. bad things happened there. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So this was in September and October, 1977 when she started. <clears throat> and there were, um, like hundreds of people there, not all for Peace mm-hmm. Corps, but some other volunteer agencies and everyone, she said, quote, everybody was seeing ghosts. <laughs> That's what she oh. said. So it was like just many, many people started seeing ghosts. Wow. So much so that the like officials, I guess, from yeah. the Peace Corps facilitated a meeting so that people could join and talk about what they were seeing and experiencing. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom, she didn't have any experiences of her own. So I'm telling other people's stories through her. And she did actually reach out to some of these people to see if they have more details. Um, Because they're still friends, which is so nice. 
Oh, that is nice. Yeah. So here are some of the things she said that her roommate was out for a walk one evening and she started just hearing something or someone talking to her. And Mm -hmm. she was looking all around, couldn't see anyone until she looked up and saw that there was a person standing on the roof of the building, but he was like see-through. So it was clearly a ghost, but somehow they were able to communicate whether that was like all in her head or if he was actually speaking. Um, But she got his story basically, and he just let her know that he had died there in that prison camp. And they had some sort of (laughs) weird conversation together. That Um, is so wild. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, The other thing was that there were ghosts in both bathrooms that people just mentioned seeing. (sighs) Kind of just hanging out in there. Nothing scary. Yeah. But then the most crazy one which this is the person that she's reached out to to ask for more details is that um she and her roommate were in bed either going to sleep or already asleep so it was late Mm -hmm. at night um and this was right around halloween Mm -hmm. and when they were in there this whole procession of ghosts, like a lot of ghosts, (laughs) came through their room and they were dancing and like having a celebration, which interestingly, like Halloween in the Philippines is celebrated similarly to Dia de los Muertos. So Mm -hmm. it's believed that spirits can come back, cross back to the physical world at that time, join in celebration, Um, And typically, or traditionally, I guess, families will go to the cemeteries to spend the night um, with their relatives that have passed on. And I just saw one website, which was actually on medium.com, which I think is like a blog (laughs) website, right? So I don't know if this is actually accurate, but um, she said that if your family doesn't go to the cemetery, the spirits can still come back and they might try to visit you. So oh. like if these people died in this prison camp, right. maybe nobody is visiting them, but they came back right. to a place like other ghosts that meant yeah. something to them. Yeah. Their energy is. And yeah. She said they were in there for quite a while um just dancing and like passing through and she said that two of them actually stopped and looked at her and bowed at the end of her bed so whoa yeah (laughs) they were just hanging out yeah well it's almost like they knew well and it's almost like if they so say they died in the prison camp it's almost like they knew that they were peace corps workers not Mm -hmm. you know like i don't know i guess other prisoners or whatever like it seems like Mm -hmm. they maybe understood that yeah like especially like the guy on the roof like oh let me tell you my story like Mm -hmm. it would be obvious to another prisoner what the story was right 
Yeah, they were. Interesting. I know, but it's just interesting to me that they all were seeing it. Like my mom, I asked her if she had any of her own experiences and she said no. And she was actually completely oblivious to anything happening until this meeting between everyone. Right. So it's not like when they got there, somebody was like, hey, this place is haunted. Right. (laughs) So it wasn't like people started seeing things after they were told it was haunted. Yeah. They were all separately seeing it and mm -hmm. were like, uh. (laughs) Is this happening to you too? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. So really interesting. That's wild. I know. Thanks, mom, for sharing. (laughs) I know. Thanks, mom. I hope I did it justice. I'm sure you did. That's, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. We'll see if we get um, a firsthand account. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. We'll have to Let's, follow up on that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of firsthand accounts, send us your stories. <laughs> angry, angry uh-huh. and demanding. Please, please send us your stories. I'm begging you. We really want to read your stories. So please send them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start announcing what our themes are going to be. Yeah. That'd be good. And then maybe that will help spur people to be like, oh, I have a story about that. Mm -hmm. I'll just say now, haunted houses, (laughs) haunted hikes, Mm -hmm. haunted theaters. Yeah. Anything haunted, we accept. Or even anything that happened that you just can't explain. Yeah. Like bizarro things like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There are some that I have. I have some in the in the vault that I can <laughs> that I can pull out from from family members who mm-hmm. would like to remain anonymous. Oh. So I will make them anonymous. But intrigue. Um, intrigue. <laughs> I think you know the stories already, but um, I feel like they're they're a handful. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll start busting those out, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll start going more like general themes from Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world as opposed to like specific folklore Mm -hmm. for the next probably few episodes, just because there's so, so much. (laughs) So we will figure it out and let you know. Keep you posted. (laughs) Keep you posted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, please email us your stories. Um, girlsgonespooky at gmail.com is the email. Um, if you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, it's at girlsgonespooky. Um, yeah, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts anchor please rate and review the show too mm-hmm. if you're enjoying it smash yeah. that rate button i hate smash myself for that. that i'm so sorry <laughs> just slam down on that subscribe um oh, really she's just, a youtuber i know uh, what's wrong with me today i just am not 
<laughs> we're not firing on all cylinders today, but that's okay. Everybody has days, you know? Uh-huh. Everybody has exactly. those days. Wow. Stop. <laughs> like, just cut it. Everyone, well, help. that was my first thought when you said that. Okay, good. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> And with that, stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye.